coming at you from the EBITDA Growth System Studios, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains. My name is Dave Gapkiewicz, and I'm with Mike Watkins, and we want to welcome you to the Making Business Profitable podcast. The Making Business Profitable podcast is brought to you by eSquare Marketing. At ESM, we are your social media management team that puts your mind at ease. Not only can we help with your social media management services, but we can help with your paid advertising, email marketing, website design, video, and even podcast production. Visit us online at eSquareMarketing.com. Good day, Dave. Good day, Michael. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. I um, I gotta, I gotta admit something. I think, uh, I think I got bit by the bug again. Oh no! Yeah. Horsefly or yeah, sort of like that. I uh, <laughs> I had a buddy of mine invite me to a BMW Club driver's education event at the at the at the track. They call it driver's education so that if you wreck your car, it may still be covered under insurance. But um. It was on the track. Is this your buddy Brian? My buddy Brian, yeah. Oh man! So I went out there with him, and uh, I think I, I think I got the bug. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna do another BMW as opposed to a, a Porsche. I think it's it'd be cheaper. It'd be cheaper. This bug will be cheaper this time around. But I think I got the bug, man. How many years did you race before? Um, boy, it's about ten years of. Porsche driver education where I was instructor and all, and then I, I did vintage racing in a 72 911 for about five years. So 15 years. About 15 years, yeah. In race cars, and now... Uh, dun, dun, and dun. I, was, I was good, <laughs> man, I was good. I had forgotten all about it, and then I go out to the track, and wow, um, I don't know, man, so there we go. There we go. So I was hoping that EGS might want to sponsor my race car, and uh, what do you think? Okay, great, great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Let's bring that up on the annual meeting. <laughs> well, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, you know, I think we should talk about the benefit of uh, leaving the standard work shifts. Man, we have a client that uh, it is the cultural change that came by way of uh, the standard work shifts that you introduced. It's just it was a light switch, man. It we have two. We have two clients who made standard oh, that's workshops. That's true. That's true. One one was a huge cultural yay, and the other was, uh, man, this is tough. Yeah. So, and so let's let's talk about that. So, what's the what do you think the number one reason to do this is? I think it's employee retention. I mean, the reality is you can't find the workforce, and so, and you can't create the workforce nationwide, right? I mean, that's that's out of your control. But what you can do is keep the people that you do have. That's right. Right. So on top of everyone's, uh, you know, list, it's sort of making this soft stuff hard now, right? I mean, retaining employees used to be touchy feely. Now it's it's a matter of survival, I think. Yeah, I think uh, what employees want is they want to put in their time, and then they want to go home and they want to do whatever outside activity or whatever they do with their family or. Um, just relax whatever it is that's what they want to do and if you're not working to try to give them more time then eventually they're going to find someone who will well they want to have their cake and eat it too i mean particularly in colorado because you're right they want to get out and mountain bike and hike and ski and 
but they still need to make money. Yep. Right? I mean, it's still like those overtime dollars and that type of thing. So how do you how do you do that, Dave? How do you give them time off and then and still give them overtime? Well, the nice thing is, is if you work uh, like a four ten schedule, um, you wouldn't really want to ask people to work twelve hours in a day. But four ten is Monday through Thursday, but they could come in Friday morning and work till noon and get seven hours in of overtime and go home at noon on Friday and have from noon on Friday off all day Saturday and all day Sunday and still make seven hours of overtime. Oh, yeah, and then if it's a Labor Day weekend, now we're talking about, right? I mean, that, now you're talking about Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and, and Monday. Monday. Right, because they're paid those, paid those 10 hours on Monday, you know, and the weekend shift. You know, if you work three twelves and you work 36 hours and say you work, you pick up one extra day. And so instead of having four days off, you only have three days off, but you have 12 extra hours or 36. You have 10 extra hours of overtime, eight to 10 hours of overtime. And, and you still have three days off in the week. So the nice thing is, is these shifts are scheduled to get on a normal work week. People have three and four days off. But on on a work on a work week that things are just slammed, people are still having a day or two off or three off. Sure, sure. Because the problem was is, hey, we work five days a week and it's really busy. I need you to work Saturday and Sunday. So, on a really, <laughs> you can earn the same amount of hours if you say, hey, I need you to work Friday and Saturday, and the employee still has a day they can go home, take a breather, get the much needed rest they need, and then come back. And take a day. On a worst case scenario, these people still have Sunday off, and I think that means a lot to the workforce. Because how many times in your career have you seen people work seven days a week? Yeah, and you know, by the seventh day, you're you're, you're toast. I mean, you don't so remember I, what I think, day it is. Yeah, I think productivity suffers. Yeah, morale begins to suffer for sure. Yeah, and yeah, so I mean, it's really kind of it gets counterproductive at a point. So setting shifts up this way kind of keeps you away from that. Because you need your employees rejuvenated. I mean, and if they need to make overtime, there's still people that would still want to work overtime. You let them work a little bit of it, and that's fine. But you got to make sure it's on the right product, right? So you can make money still. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, you you got four tens and then three twelves. You got those spindles going, and you're making money. Yeah, yeah, the one thing people like, man, I don't want to give my employees an extra day off. Okay, four times ten is what? Forty hours. Five times eight is what? Five times eight. Yeah. I don't know. That's 40. 40, that's 40 hours too. <laughs> so, I'm an English major. So, so you're still getting the same amount of earned hours in your plant. Sure. So you're not sacrificing. The employees are giving you the same amount of time that they were when they were working five days a week. But they're doing it in four. So you can have a skeleton crew on Fridays and just keep things moving. But it also gives your managers time because managers, I mean, I love you managers, but I mean, we look at different benefits for managers and salary personnel, but it gives you a day that you can really buckle down and get a whole bunch done on Friday because not as many people are going out in the shop. Maybe less problems to solve. Might be a great day for engineering to prove something out on a machine. Might be a great day for a quality audit. It might be a great day just to do some cross-functional training amongst your managers because you want to train your managers people. but. It, it's it gives it's really good around the whole horn, isn't it? It does. It, it helps, uh, you know, HR, uh, engineering quality. 
they typically are on the same eight-hour day schedule, five, five eight-hour days, right? So you're right, Friday becomes a, a day where you don't have the, uh, the workforce pulling and tugging on you, so you can get so much more done from a planning standpoint. So let's talk a little bit about the, the one client that, that had a hard time. It wasn't the one client that did, that did really well went from three shifts, five days a week, eight hours a day, to two shifts, four days a week, ten hours a day. Okay, that was great because, but the plant shut down three days or two and a half days, and in the other plant, it said, "Hey, let's turn on a weekend shift. Let's do three twelves in a weekend." So they're active seven days a week. They're looking to maximize on their spindles. Now, one thing to make to grow that, you really have to drive toward setting up that off shift with top level managers. Yeah, and and. Uh... In both instances, I would not have anticipated this, but in both instances, there was an impact on culture. Yes. In the first case, it, it was a very positive impact. In the second case, you know, the, the culture struggled a little bit. So I think you have, that has to be a major consideration. Yeah, let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about the data around that. When you go from three shifts to two shifts, you're combining people, so you're actually bolstering your management, you're bolstering your talent. When you go from one shift to two shifts and you're going four hours a day, 10 days a week, to seven days a week, 10, 12 hours a day, now you have a weekend shift. So you're expanding, so you're spreading your team thinner. So dilution That's Yes, so you have to kind of bolster up your teammates and your leadership before you spread that out because if not, you have to kind of work through that struggle. And the first thing you want to do is Get rid of that shift. I, I don't want to do that anymore. But then you lose 36 hours of earned hours on all those machines, and now you're, that machine you paid two, three, five, six hundred thousand dollars $600,000 for isn't running seven days a week because it wants to run. Sure, sure. And that's what we saw. We saw you know, the, the cultural um, shift associated with diluting the talent you know, over those spreading it thin. Yeah, spreading it. But thin. the great thing is, the leadership there kind of held back, recognized it, said, "No, I'm sticking with this. This is what we're going to do. We're going to be very, very uh, focused on how we do this, and focused on what we do, and focused on the strengths. So we're making sure that off shift does what they're really good at, and we keep the things that they might struggle with. We're keeping that for the other shift, and you got to play to the strengths of the different shifts, right? That and. Uh trying to make sure all the communication channels remain open because uh, it became a we-them type thing really fast. And that's, that's what happens with culture. I mean, you, if you're not deliberate, it just shows up. You're like, whoa, that's not what I was intending. So, you know, keeping communication channels open and, and uh, making sure that, uh, that uh, the we against them, you know, one shift against the other doesn't happen because... If, if there's a problem, it was because of the other shift is, is what you get going pretty so, quickly. So if you're thinking about just going from one, five, ten, or five, eight-hour days to two shifts, a four, ten, and a three, twelve, double down on your training. Um, I think doubling down on education, doubling down on that employee engagement, doubling down on the plan, doubling down on that is so critical. Yeah, but, but wow, the upside is just enormous. Right. Well, I mean, it's how do we do this together and do it successfully so I guess the question I have Mike why wouldn't you change shifts I think it's uh, 
sometimes it's not invented here. You know, when we present that as an alternative, they're like, ah, now, you know, we've been doing this for 20 years. Why would we go to, you know, to something like that? Or the workforce wouldn't, they wouldn't like that at all. Or So it's, it's you know, part of it is just a not invented here syndrome that, that we, we experience. Yeah, and, and you know, it's it's scary, but I I would lean into this, and I think this is something you should do for your employees, you know, especially here in Colorado. You know, people want to get out and ski. They want to hike. They want to they want to get out and mountain bike. They want to do things, and they want to be active. And it's good for employees to be active and get out there, and it inspires creativity, inspires just coming in with a fresh set of legs, you know. It's really good. And something else... And, and this could be a whole nother one, but the managers have to work five days a week because those guys typically work five tens. Sure those those guys should have unlimited vacation. Wow, Dave, that, that's right. You did implement that too at a, at a well, you talked them into implementing that with the uh, salaried people. I would, I'd love to say, I'd love to say I had a lot more influence off that, but, uh, one of our clients is very forward thinking about that and they're putting that in motion and all I did is say, wow, that's awesome, that is great. But I mean, the thing to do that for your employees means a lot. Well, here's the story. When you give an employee unlimited vacation, you have to run them out of the building so that they will take vacation. I mean, it, it, it is not uh, intuitive, but that tends to be the way it works. You either have that, or you have someone who never comes to the work because they're on vacation, or right. to, you know. And so, if you have a person who's abusing that, then you have to deal with that fairly quickly. But but that's going to be the exception as opposed that's to the right. rule. That's right. So I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about employee retention, folks. You gotta have you gotta have whatever you need to do. You just need to do it to maintain your employees because today is specialized in the trades. You need to retain your employees because at the end of the day, you could have $10 million in equipment. You could have a $25 million building. You could have the best leadership team in the world. But if you don't have employees, you don't have a business. Right on, Dave. Right on, Mike. We at EBITDA Growth Systems do what we do to impact lives through improving business performance. To get access to our content or engage us in any way, you can reach our contact page or any of our information on our website at www.ebitagrowthsystems.com.